If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Hey, everybody, and it's time for the theme song throwdown. It's your chance to vote as the people at home. We have the second half of the final four. We have Star Blazers versus Pokemon. It's pinned to the top of our Twitter page right now, and you can go listen to both songs and vote on them right now. Twitter.com slash G.I. Joe podcast. Don't ask. Don't ask. It was a terrible decision. Ray did not uh, have us involved in it. And Look, there you go. I'm not the one who picked the name of the show that was so long that it didn't fit on a Twitter at. I did <laughs> actually, though, pick the name of the show that did not fit on a Twitter at. Wait, what podcast do we do? This is my three dads. Oh, I was say the same thing. I'm delighted to, <laughs> delighted to be here. So go to <laughs> at GI Joe podcast on Twitter and cast your vote. You have about a week to do it. So go on right now as you listen to this and, and go vote Pokemon Star Blazers. Which one do you want to see continue into the finals? Be there. From out of the pages of DC Comics comes the world's newest and greatest superhero, Plastic Man. He can spring. He can stretch. He can fly. He can bounce. He can change his shape. And he can even dance. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We have completed Deke era G.I. Joe. And now we are, well, we're about to do the next era, but we have to, we have a few things we got to finish out first. So welcome to the end of season four of Knowing is Half the Podcast. I am Ray Stacanus. I am Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibelito. And this is just very, very exciting. Uh, we are doing a show called Plastic Man, right? Is it Chan? Because we need a goddamn break. We need, yeah, we did a lot of deep <laughs> I deserve a goddamn break. I told Chan it was like ripping off a Band-Aid. And uh, <laughs> and it was just like one of those really slow peeling band-aids that like, no. you know, yeah, it was like ripping off a band-aid. Only your deltoid comes off <laughs> with the band-aid, the yeah. whole the meat of your shoulders. Just <laughs> I want to dive right back in, but we needed a palate cleanser, a palate apparently cleanser. in the in the form it, of plastic man. It gets worse, Gina. It gets worse. I'm sure it does. But I'm an optimist and I won't stop until we hit something that is better. <laughs> it might be a few seasons but thankfully we have the next five years of this show mapped out already so we are good we are good to I go mean, if nothing else if nothing else we'll get the characters that we remember 
just in the form of a live action movie starring Magic Mike. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, nailing that. Hey guys, when we finish it all, Eventually. we'll start back over with Sunbow again. So like, no, we, we have it. No, we won't. It's just it's like it's like it's like the Wheel of Fortune theme song. It always just comes back to one. Always comes back. To you one. know what? I'm not gonna lie. You guys know me. There might come a certain time in my life when I rewatch Sunbow. Jeez. Oh, are you going to rewatch Deke? Are you the completionist there, or do you even you have? A no, I think I think at that point I would have to I would have to just <laughs> pretend that that it's a different entity, and I don't I don't need to rewatch it. You rewatched I'm, Iron Fists. Oh, you did why rewatch? You know Why wouldn't you watch what? Deke wasn't again? as bad upon second viewing. It's, no, I disagree. <laughs> I haven't seen it twice. No, I still it, disagree. It it wasn't. It wasn't. Inhumans. Are you doing Inhumans? Yet? I haven't gotten to Inhumans. I am very far though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm up to once I finish this season of Shield, which is season four. Good one. Then it goes Spider Man Homecoming, and then Thor Ragnarok. So I'm, I'm at yeah. four. I'm at number forty seven, forty seventh in of the items that I've watched, which include uh, like entire seasons of TV. So forty seven yeah. things I have watched already. I don't even understand that because we're trying to watch Voyager. And I am plowing through because my partner refuses to watch uh, Discovery until we finish Voyager. And it's seven seasons. Oh. And we've been at this for a year. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. You We're need to still prioritize. Going. You need to just prioritize. Because <laughs> this is, I started this in at the end of January. On like the last day of January. And I've made it through 47 seasons of TV and movies. It, it should be mentioned, though, that, Gina, you're not like, having a full-time nine-to-five job right now uh that's true do, do either of you have a full-time nine-to-five I mean, job right I, now I, I, I do really it's <laughs> nine to six but i'll you know i'll assume that and to be fair <laughs> raising a Ray child like my lunch doesn't count <laughs> raising a, raising a child is more than a nine-to-five job thank you yeah but that's the thing you chose to do you get no points <laughs> for I'm that not, and here's the deal you, you know you make more money in like a month than me and chan do combined all year so i'm not going <laughs> to pretend like you're not a very impressive person and this is earned time that you have earned i'm just saying you have more of it than we do I I, I mean, statement. I also just prioritize because here's the thing. I'm not watching during the day. Like oh, okay. I'm not. I, I it's not. I don't start watching until until probably like seven o'clock at night. Oh, okay. So I'm not I haven't. This is all just what I've watched at night because during the day I'm writing and cleaning and taking yeah. meetings. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, and, and plus, I don't I feel weird if I like sit down to watch something <laughs> at like noon, to, to, you know, like I feel like what am I what the hell am I doing? Pulling back the curtain. So, Gina, my, when I say Gina doesn't have like a nine to five job right now, it just means that she doesn't actually actively have a specific thing that's paying her. She's doing five other jobs. It should be pointed out <laughs> in her day to day. Okay, for Everybody who wants to uh, either become an actor or like a, a television writer or, you know, like that glam glamorous Hollywood lifestyle, like the reality is it's all freelance. You don't get to do a <laughs> nine to five. In fact, you work more hours because you're busy hustling for your next job. And once I figured that out, I was like, oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> like as fun as the job would be, the other parts of it, like auditioning. Like I gave up because like that's the, your job there is to go in and have people say no in the meanest ways possible. Yeah. And they'll be look at you and be like, uh, you're too fat or like, uh, you know, we need someone who's like uh, the timbre of their voice is just like a third of an octave high, <laughs> just like the most insane shit. And like, yeah, like 
if you if you want to do this thing, more power to you. Good luck. I hope you have the stamina for yeah. it. But don't feel like like oh my god, it's going to be perfect. I'm going to get out there and it's going to be living the easy life and it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, I kept getting rejected was- because they kept telling me I was too good looking. So I'm like, yeah. what kind of troll no, are you looking a, for? That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, right before this, I went to a virtual WGA panel that was uh, uh, an hour and a half of just just a Q, sort of Q and A and things like that with Diane English, who created Murphy Brown, and Phil Rosenthal, who created Everybody Loves Raymond. Ooh. And you know, Murphy Brown aired for ten ten seasons in its original run, plus one that they did in 2018, and then Phil Rosenthal you know, created everybody loves Raymond, which ran for nine seasons. And then he was like, and then, and then I like, I can't sell anything now. And he seems <laughs> delightful, but he was like, yeah, I can't, you know, he's like, you can, you can create a hit show and then, and then not be able to get a job after that. <laughs> like, that's the reality of it. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. But I'm, he's, he's a bajillionaire. So right, you know, right, right. He doesn't, he he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have, have a problem. problem. But the fact that, but the thing is, like you know, Diane is is in her seventy. Like she ran the 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 second iteration of Murphy Brown, which I wrote on when she was seventy. And then you know, someone was like, "What are you guys working on now?" And she was like, "Okay, well, I just sold a movie uh, that I'm writing for this." And I was like, "Damn!" Like because now, I mean, she was seventy and. 2018 so she's but but that's the thing about writers they just never retire she was 70 in 2018 so she could be literally anything now yeah who knows what she is now what are numbers (laughs) she might she might be younger now i I don't know know. (laughs) yeah hollywood man that's how it works (laughs) just don't know anymore and the first half of the final four of the theme song throwdown has completed we got to give it up i'm gonna check really quick to my Twitters because I didn't actually look before we started recording this. So you guys, uh, vamp, vamp. I did. I was following it along and I was, uh, uh, I, I, I was concerned because, uh, Muppet babies was ahead. Uh, and, uh, I think I felt like I had a lot of responses from people that are like, what is going on here? We got to get mask up. Come on yeah. people. I'm not so, going to lie. Like, mass started making the comeback. Mass did, in fact, make a comeback. Now, I'm looking at it right now, everybody. Look, as a team, I know me and Chan, at least, wanted Mask to win in a bad way. No. The people, no. Gina was all about Muppet Babies. I didn't didn't say that. They make our dreams come true. Papa diddy wop. You're not wrong. Uh, But Muppet Babies, by a near two-to-one margin, 61% to 39%, Muppet Babies has defeated Mask. I can only imagine that came from a bunch of uncouth savages who never actually took the chance to listen to the Mask theme song. Uh, there was a bit of that, because I did get a lot of people just automatically saying Muppet Babies, and I was like, I know that you haven't listened to that Mask theme song. No, anybody um, who actually I'm, did their look, diligence That's what Mask. I did. That's what I did, and I stand behind it. Wow. <laughs> I guess, Gina, you weren't in the room when we heard from one of our special guest judges the shenaniganry of the person who wrote the Muppet Babies theme song. <laughs> I was not, but you know what? Hate the player, not the game. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know what? Ask ask Rama about the Muppet Babies soundtrack one of these days. Okay. He's got stories. <laughs> Story. He has stories. That is a fact. <laughs> um, so, Muppet Babies, congratulations to you. You are in the finals against either Pokemon or Star Blazers, as you heard at the top of the show, you can go to at GI Joe podcast right now and it will be pinned to the top and vote for your favorite of the two star blazers or 
Pokemon. One of those will face Muppet Babies in the finals. Do we have any predictions? I don't want to hear them, Chan. So we're not going to listen to them. (laughs) Well, the show that we're watching today is called Plastic Man. This is about the DC hero. Now, surprisingly, with me having done the Who Would Win show, we've never done Mm -hmm. Plastic Man. So I know very little about this character outside of the really mm-hmm. basic stuff. He's a stretchy guy. As Gina said, pre-show that he's the dude from the Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. That's basically true. Mm-hmm. And as Chan said before the show, he's got more jokes than Reed Richards. All of this is true. And he's also apparently a top five or something galactic level threat in the DC universe because comics can be very, I, very weird. I don't understand I, what's going on there. I find it odd though, because I feel like anytime, anytime there's a compilation of like, here are some weird cartoons or like, remember this cartoon, they always include plastic man. So I find it weird that you're not at all familiar with plastic man. Cause, cause well, I would say I've never seen an entire episode until this episode, but I've seen so many clips. I used to watch it as oh, a kid. Wow, okay. Uh, I remember it. Uh, and like, uh, not, not clearly, it was just sort of like a, a weird mishmash of, of memories, like hula hula and like a girl who was like all up in his nuts <laughs> all the time. And, you know, like not a lot of that really, uh, sunk in with me, but like superhero, like a funny superhero. Yeah. He's basically like Spider-Man, but like goofier. I didn't, I will say I didn't, I was expecting, I was expecting Chan to pick something terrible for us to watch. And I didn't hate this. Like I thought it's, I mean, it's, it's a product of its time for sure, but it's not super problematic. Like it's definitely problematic in some parts, (laughs) but it has a, it has a very clear beginning, middle and end. It has a very clear villain and it has like pretty clearly defined characters. And especially for a cartoon, I think this was 78, like I, this was this all came together and especially after watching those last two deke episodes this is just <laughs> like had no narrative whatsoever i enjoyed this yeah this is tropey but you kind of you, you see where they're coming from and you know given that it's 1979 like the state of superheroes in pop culture being what it was like this all tracks it all makes sense mm-hmm. the the show is not uh outright horrific you know like the the characters are a little dumb but like yeah you know it's 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 for for kids and it's yeah like as a kid who watched it who was the target demo it was totally fine it was perfectly yeah and honestly like it has a few good one-liners that made me chuckle which like honestly well i can't go that far (laughs) if 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 any cartoon from that era can even get a slight chuckle out of me i consider it a success Yes, uh, 100% agree on all of the above. Yeah, it's a product of its time. It's late 70s, early 80s. Uh, it's right in that Super Friends era. And I did grow up watching the Super Friends a lot. And Gina, I'm aware of... Pla- Super Friends was earlier. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, I was aware of Plastic Man. Uh, I just, I couldn't say I have a deep in- ingrained knowledge of the character. Like, I couldn't tell you uh-huh, who his main uh-huh. villains are, you know, that guy, his major storylines. I have no idea. I do know he can, like, turn into a rubber ball and tell jokes. Uh-huh. And, and you know, well, this was the pilot. I realized when I was doing research, oh. I thought Chan just picked a random one, but this was the pilot oh, of, or I think it was at least it was the first. It was the first episode, but 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 I guess this was part of a larger like hour long thing called the Plastic Man Comedy Slash Adventure Show. Okay, that holds up. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. Okay, it's just be- that they called it that because it was funny. Okay, as I to thought Super Friends that didn't really. 
Got it. Got it. I thought that it was, I thought that it was, uh, like, because it says, but because this episode that we watched was 79 and according to Wikipedia, it says by the 1980 to 81 season, it was shortened from 90 minutes to 30 minutes. Okay. That makes sense because I'm looking at the first episode here on IMDb and it's called the weed slash mighty man and yuck slash the case of the zombie monster slash the evil guy yes. with the giant spider slash Dr. Oh, Irwin and Mr. Okay. Media slash big mouse and the bad mouse. That sounds like 90 minutes to me. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I can play yeah. so, for 90 minutes just for the record. But I think I think it was like a, a like the first one would be like a plastic man and the second one there there's a character called Baby Plas, Baby Plastic. Okay. Uh uh so I think it wasn't just him. I think it was it was it was sort of like when you would watch Garfield. Oh fo- dang. Followed by US uh, Acres. No, yeah, it, it wasn't yes. even that. The original show was two hours oh. long. It included all those things, but like, um, it was the uh, the Plastic Man part that got shortened to, I guess, a half hour. the uh, The full show went from two hours to an hour and a half. Oh. So still just a hella big chunk. I mean, I guess it was like Ruby Spears. So you know, like, here's a bunch of Ruby Spears cartoons. You know, which is uh. that makes sense. Yeah, but it says in the in the episode section it says episode one, the weed. So and that's the one we watched. So this was their yeah. this was their pilot. This, yeah. is it. this is the first one. And 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 yeah, to what Gina said, this has actual set pieces and structure and clearly defined roles for everybody. And I'm here to say, given a lot of the things we've watched on this show, I'm here for it. Oh damn. I'm here for it. I didn't even realize I was just I was just scanning over the Wikipedia. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's Mark Evanier. I love him. Dude, dude, you know, story, blah, blah, blah. Roy Thomas, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Buzz Dixon. Well, there you go. <gasps> yes. You go. He's in this mix somewhere. I should have. We should have known because I because it's it's like I said, whoever wrote this, like they know how to tell <laughs> a story. Also, this is why you should always look up the Wikipedia page. Fair. <clears throat> uh, Gina, I can't help but mention you've never looked up the Wikipedia page in the history of this show. Why today? That's a lie. <laughs> I do it every time. And then I pass the uh, information off as my own so that people think that I am smart and want to have sex with me. Oh, you know what? This tracks 1000%. Because <laughs> that's what that's what people want nowadays, right? Someone who knows obscure, <laughs> obscure facts really about 80s mm-hmm. cartoons. Hey, you got boobs yeah, and yeah. 80s cartoon knowledge. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> what is that character? Oh, that's my that's my guy. You would never have sex with character. Okay, great. Normally that, I just do my characters? normally I just do my normal voice and it's that same character. Uh-huh. But I'm trying I'm workshopping some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so this episode begins with an amazing sequence with a security guard who is on the phone and he's basically doing us a lot of exposition. And he's like, I'm guarding plants, I'm guarding nothing. I'm about to just go take a nap because who gives a shit? Even if it gets stolen, yeah. who gives a shit? <laughs> and and also like first little fun thing number one he only mentions it once but the person he's talking to on the phone is named herb love it oh yeah okay funny. Yeah, yeah. i just I, that's that's what i'm saying there are a few times throughout this where i'm like that is a nice little detail that kids would never get but they put in anyway <laughs> i love it man so uh so a mo- you see a monster crawling up the side of the building it turns out this is the weed the villain he crawls in through a window which uh, I thought was interesting. Now, the window animation was a little bit crazy because what the weed does is he crawls up the side of the building and you follow him along and he gets to the area where the window is about like, I would say chest high, maybe a little above waist high, like tummy high to him. And then animation wise, 
he just kind of walks straight forward, which unless I'm mistaken means he either, he, he walked right through the wall under the window because his lower half wasn't actually in the window. So it was a strange animation thing. I noticed right off the top that gave me a little giggle and I was like, this could be wild. And then it turned out it was just a perfectly acceptable television show. So he rips the safe (laughs) off the wall and the safe has a big thing of red juice in it. And then he beats the guard, beats the guard up and and walks away. And I love the security guard because he's not even trying to be heroic. He walks in the room. He hears, he hears the safe getting ripped off. He walks into the room and says, Hey buddy, you're not supposed to be here. I'm going to call somebody who's going to do something. That's what security guards are actually. That's what the good guy with the gun is actually supposed to do, kids. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I I like the fact that uh I like the fact that they designed like I, I'm not gonna lie I like the design of Weed Man okay. because they give him a chin that looks like a little like sweet potato end uh-huh. and like everything on him looks like it's sort of part of a different type of plant. And I kind of dug it. Yeah, I was like, I don't really know this character. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's from the comic books or made up for this or what his uh, deal is. I mean, he can't be. He had to have been. He's the weed. Who's going to create? Who would have <laughs> oh, the please. cojones? There are way dumber characters in there in in the Marvel verse and in the DC verse than just a man that's a weed. I mean, this is an absolute fact. There are dumber characters than this, and this character is not even dumb. This it's like this is like a poison ivy type character. If you're kind of like trying to put it together, this is a dude uh, who who hates humanity, who is a plant guy. The end. Uh, yeah yeah he yeah he only ever showed up in this one episode of television and nowhere else in dc continuity or anywhere ever again <laughs> yeah he didn't I, I, just, so, I just looked him up just now and the best i got is somebody called the floronic man and if that's as close as we're yeah. getting we're not getting anywhere um I mean, there, there's literally a Marvel character called Asbestos Lady. So I, look, I like. Look, we, we all know about Arm <laughs> Fall Off Boy. There are some terrible superheroes for sure. But this one is one of them as well. <laughs> he also is on the list <laughs> with paint pot or paste pot Pete and the Red Bee <laughs> as two of my favorite dumb characters of comic book history. <laughs> I love the Red Bee. Dude, okay. are you not scared of bees? Look. And much less a red have bee. You guys, a red bee would be terrifying. Have, I'm not scared. I'm not afraid of bees. What's that? That cartoon? That uh, cartoon on YouTube, which is just like Bee Man or something like that. Have you guys seen this? Samantha Bee, not Samantha Bee. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. You talking about? Great on Daily Show. <laughs> I, oh, you. Oh, are you talking about Don't Trust the Bee? In, in, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's, makes sense. That's who I'm referring to. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. No, the cartoon with the bees. Oh, you mean Cardi B? Cardi B. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, it's 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 uh, Bodak Yellow, not uh, not B Red. That's the difference there. <laughs> I hate you all so much. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, okay. So anyway, there's a character. I don't even have that. Oh, there it is, Doctor Bees. That's his name. <laughs> Guys, look up Doctor Bees. Doctor Bees on YouTube. It is one of my favorite <laughs> uh, internet cartoons of all time because it is so absurd and so silly. And it's from the guy who did that. What if the Watchman was an '80s? cartoon on saturday mornings what would its intro look like video which is also brilliant you should watch both of these videos in fact stop the show right now go watch dr b's and then come back to me it's a delight no do it after the show that's you know what no 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 no. stop the show right now go give us a one-star review and then come back (laughs) 
<laughs> you're gonna start this i'm gonna finish yeah, this no, I, by the way i just want to give i want to give a uh a shout out to my friend michael estrin who who is a very amazing writer who has recently started to listen to the podcast oh, wow and and is enjoying it a lot. He's been tweeting. He's been tweeting a lot. So you can te- you can tell that he actually watches. I it. have been seeing these tweets. He's doing a great job. Yeah, and he has a book out right now that's very hilarious. Uh, be- because Michael has an interesting story. He used to be a lawyer, and then he was a writer, and he wrote for a lot of like very risque magazines. Uh, so he has a book out called Not Safe for Work. And it's it's hilarious, and everyone should buy it. I just want to give him a shout hey, out. Hey, give a shout out. Boobs, boobs, and facts. Is that what that's all about? Yeah, boobs and facts. Nice. Uh, it's it's yeah. You can you can. It's about it's about the porn porn valley, basically. Not safe for work. Look it up on Amazon. You'll want to buy it immediately because it just looks hilarious. Uh, here's the deal. Go buy it, and while you're at it, buy the <laughs> lacerating copies of Babe Squad. I don't mm-hmm. even know if there are any. I hope there are still. We've been told there are very knows? few left, but you could still get one. At least somebody on and the internet, uh, maybe Michael Albin Silco or somebody. Somebody on there said like they found one left in stock. So buy now. So buy now. Okay. So Ooh. now that we've gotten past the opening title card of Plastic Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you planning on finishing this anytime soon? I don't have anywhere to be tonight. You know um, what? My kid's asleep. I'm ready I got, to party. To do. Uh, this is cutting into into my Marvel rewatch time. Thank you. So thank you, Jim. <laughs> Look, apparently you've done a great job of managing your time already. You're already all most of the way through it. So you can you can hang around here for a little while longer. <laughs> okay. So our heroes land there. What is what exactly? It's not an airplane. It's not like a spaceship. It's just like a a, a, a space plane. What what exactly would you refer uh, to? This no, it's, it's I believe just like it's, a plane. I believe it's the Plasjet or something Plasjet. like that. Okay. I do remember this as a kid because uh, VTOL wasn't a real big thing back then. And so, like, the fact that it would, the, the little engines would go, uh, would turn and then they'd lift off and then it'd turn again and they'd fly off. That was, that was the equivalent of uh, remote controls uh-huh, back in uh-huh. the 80s where it's like, this thing is remote controlled. They was like, ooh, Do we know that's your big yeah. thing. This is yeah. the most powerful. Yeah. yeah, this is a very standard superheroes need need to get places fast. So they like, you know, Wonder Woman and her jet or the Quinn jets on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's yep. always there's always a, some sort of jet involved. I'm fine with but that. also, can I say shout out to there? I guess there's there's a running thing. According to the Wikipedia page, I'll I'll, I'll let everyone know that this isn't just my brilliance. Gina, no, just tell him. Just tell him it was OK. You. It's all me. Please put this on your my, boobs. We're telling you that my I talked to uh, boob number one and boob number two, and they gave me some information about this, which is in the first season. They have this thing where where Plastic Man has a couple of sidekicks. One is named Penny, which I don't know why every blonde like smart sidekick in cartoons had to be named Penny, but she's named Penny and she has a crush on Plastic Man, which he doesn't reciprocate in season one because he has a crush on the chief boss and they he says the chief before he before we're introduced to the chief because penny basically says oh i have i have tickets to a concert what a move plastic 
Plastic Man very dumbly says, great, takes both of them and then says, I wonder if the chief wants to go with me, which I thought was like a funny, I just assumed the chief was a man and he was like wanting to bro down with the chief. And then mm. they showed the chief. And first of all, it's a woman, which dope. Second yeah. of all, she's an she's a woman with a dope ass, like gray streak in her hair. Oh, very yeah. Good. So That's hell yes older lady representation and mm-hmm. she's the one instead of the like gorgeous blonde in front of him he he he's apparently attracted to the chief but i will say that in season two he and penny get married and have a baby named baby plass oh okay so they go straight to bone town <laughs> i mean clearly chief is beyond childbearing years and so <laughs> is unable to give him what he desires sure. and needs <laughs> And what the show needs, honestly, to continue on to season two and three, because <laughs> if you don't have a, a baby version of your main character, like, what are you even in the eighties? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I I was very pleased to see that there was a woman chief and that she was mm-hmm. a gray-haired woman chief. Like, very oh yeah. Cool. Oh, you know, quick yeah. sidebar: I'm starting to get gray around my temples. I'm feeling good oh, about boy. that. Wait, are, you're just starting to? I thought you were doing that years ago. No, no, the beard has gone uh, pretty white. Oh, but, okay. But uh, up in the temple is like your old Reed, Rich- Reed Richards action, like man. It. Yeah, I haven't been able to do that. Now I'm, I'm Yeah, excited. guys at, can always go, go gray. Look at Chan flexing that he still has hair in that area. I How was going to say, as long, as long as a dude has hair, women are happy. <laughs> look, <laughs> well, a shaved go. look is a good look. Thank you very much. so okay so he yeah he steals her tickets which i thought was kind of straight up baller calls the boss we turned out that there was what what, the red juice that was stolen is an atomic cellular regeneration formula which to me sounds loose enough they can basically be whatever the hell we need it to be and sure enough that's how (laughs) it's used the entire rest of the um of the show because it can be used to like it can be used to repair his body if he gets injured but also he can pour it a drop of it on anything and make it gigantic sized like that's the gimmick of the whole of the whole thing but the part that really blows my mind is when (laughs) is when he says one drop of this on a pea and it will become a melon and I'm like, so is it like, is it changing the properties of what this thing is as well? Like, are you talking just size? Because no. that blew my mind. You know, how, you know how this is because when uh, your wife was pregnant, they would do the <laughs> thing every week. You'd be like, your baby's the size of a pea. Your baby's the size of a lemon. Your baby's the size of a cantaloupe. Yeah. Uh, so it's this is a standard unit of measurement. Much like the metric system or the imperial I mean, system, but it turns a, mm-hmm. later in the episode, it turns a grape into an earth ball. So maybe he was just not. No, it doesn't. It turns it into a giant ass grape. It turns into a big grape. Well, meant, Ray, are we? Just, do we have to wait. explain a seventies cartoon to I you? I was talking size since that's what they were talking about. I was using their own version of analysis. Of course, I know a grape and an earth ball are two different things. I would. I was okay. Real do quick. You, real quick. Do you? What is an Earth ball? It's that big giant <laughs> ball that about? we used to play with in elementary school. That was like this half the size of the gymnasium, and you try to push it around each other, and it would roll over people. You know what? I have kind of a vague recollection. Uh, yeah, of that. I, I was. I was also gonna. I was also gonna jump on Ray, but I think. I think I kind of remember this. Weird. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Anyway, uh, real quick, I for some reason this struck a nostalgic chord in me i don't know that it's a good joke but i do kind of remember the gimp the the bit and i kind of liked it okay 
800 gallons, please. Just the him pulling up the ship to a freaking gas station. I mean, like 800 gallons. I don't know why I that works for me. That's but funny. Because I'm not going to say it's good, but it is there. And uh, there's Look. a warm feeling associated with it yeah look i'm saying there's enough good in this cartoon after all the bad of deke that i was i did not hate that this is what we watched gi joe will return after these messages Flex, flex, the Elastic Superhero Collection, each sold separately. Elastic Plastic Man. You can tie him in a bind and watch as they unwind. Elastic Superman. You can pull him, you can bend him, even have a tug of war. Elastic Batman. No matter how you stretch him, they keep coming back for more. Elastic Plastic Man, Elastic Batman, and Elastic Superman, each sold separately by Mego. Now, back to G.I. Joe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's fine. So they, they, they say we got to go find them, but they already left. So they have to get to the SS Ticonderoga, which is great. But the boat's already sailed away by the time they got there. So I'm already like, cool. Except Plastic Man turns his entire body into a gangplank and grabs the back end of the ship. So his friends, uh, we will talk about them in a sec. because We did not do nearly enough time talking about these two. Um, but uh, they, they walk onto the ship through him. So he essentially, he can stretch his body to any any substance he wants. He can become hard or sharp or rubbery, and he can become any size and malleable any way that he wants. That's uh, I don't know how hard and sharp he is. Well, he turned himself into scissors I... and then was shocked. At yeah, he, he but did the, yeah, turn did... himself into scissors. You don't do that unless uh... you can be sharp, I would think, <laughs> unless I'm mistaken. Look, like, have you ever tried to cut anything with those scissors they give you in kindergarten? Oh, my God. <laughs> those scissors yeah. exist. They don't do a damn thing. You no, they're only for construction paper. Yeah, you don't choose to turn yourself into them if you don't think they're going to work. Like, if you have your choice of, of tools, you say you don't say, I'm going to take the construction paper scissors to cut this, you know, end of a screw off. You know, that's just not how anything works. Look, if you had to fix your car... And your wife's there. Uh, if, if you're taking a, a road trip and your car breaks down and your family's in the car and they're like, would you go please take a look under the hood? And you open it up and you're like, mm, uh, clank, clank, clank. Uh, sorry. I don't know. I, I can't do anything. We need to we need to call somebody. You know, that's what he was doing. He's okay. like, uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I tried it. I can't. I'm sorry. Call somebody else. That's fair. I don't know. Is Green Lantern available? <laughs> I mean, he can handle and, it. I, this, this is well, okay. So they get on board the ship and the bad guys. Now, the two, uh, the weeds, two henchmen are both named Pete and Moss, which I thought was pretty clever. Again, I love okay, it. Fun joke. I like yeah. Fun joke. Herb, Pete and Moss. Come on. This is great. I mean, like I like it on levels. So they 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 roll it for whatever reason. The way to defeat Plastic Man is they roll a barrel from an upstairs level and it rolls over Plastic Man. And and like turns him flat, which was just a wild gag. But then of all things, Hula Hula, who is uh, let's just talk about Hula Hula for a second, because Hula Hula <laughs> is a somewhat problematic character. OK, he, here's the thing. He could have been way more problematic, Correct. which was what I was expecting when I first saw him. But they don't have him do a voice, which is great. No. He's also Polynesian, which I thought like, oh, that's an interesting, True. slightly different choice from like what you would expect them to do 
I mean, I don't know that they would have ever mentioned that on air. I think it's just something but, that in retrospect, they're like, well, he's brown and he wears a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> they call him Hula Hula. We could say that he's Hawaiian, but we, we're we not entirely sure. Also, so let's just say Polynesian. half his lines revolve around pineapples. I should also point that out. There's that. I, here's the thing. I, 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 yes, he's slightly problematic. I like him as a character because he's so he's such a happy go lucky guy. And if this thing is a recurring bit that no matter where they go, he knows someone, I'm into bit. it. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I, I, I don't find him at all problematic. Okay. I don't think there's, good. Uh, there's anything that he does that is like, oh, you know how those Hawaiians, they're like, ah, That's yeah, it's see, just. He's just a guy. This is what I thought, too. But the fact that Ray said it was problematic made me think maybe I was supposed to think it was problematic. But I'm glad you said that. Ray's just trying to be like, I don't want to be look too racist. So I'm just going to say, you know what? I think that uh, plane is probably uh, problematic, is it? Because it's uh, red, which is the color of bad things no maybe the reason why you guys feel that way is because you're right he's not doing like a a polynesian accent he's he's doing a lou costello impression which is what i thought was really maybe that's what really sells it over the top i was just talking about the fact that he keeps talking he keeps bringing pineapples into the conversation over and over again oh see i thought his thing was he just likes food yeah yeah i believe i mean fair that is a uh, ongoing thing it's just like he eats a lot he's yeah yeah but but i love that he's like he's he's just a happy dude that and he seems to have some like he's not played as like an in like plastic man is the dumbest one of the three of them uh uh but yeah and i love it i love you know like we'll we'll talk about it when we get there but i just love that he knows people and he just seems like a friendly dude that likes food and likes travel and likes adventure and i like this character. you know i'm fine with that <laughs> well okay so they roll a barrel over plastic man and he gets crushed by it and then hula hula somehow when he's running to help plastic man runs over a skateboard of course catching him on the skateboard he can't get off of it and he ends up picking up plastic man as he's rolling and both of them tumble overboard where a shark tries Mm -hmm. to eat them. Wait, I thought this was intentional on his part. I thought he was like, I'm a dope ass skateboarder. So this is how I'll rescue you. I did not Uh, not get that impression. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Cause he says, look out after he's, uh, ends up on the skateboard that just happens to be on the <laughs> who puts, deck of a cruise who puts ship a skateboard on the deck of a cruise ship i'll start that no wonder someone who, going on who, for real. someone who is ready for fun at, at the drop of a hat someone who's ready to die yeah. because if you slip you go over the edge yeah. into the ocean i don't know if you've been in the ocean but it is not a good place for not people from that height and then this miss actually leads us to one maybe my favorite line of the entire episode chan if you will only one way to go, and that's down. I mean, look, Plastic Man gets it. This is why. This is that's why, your favorite line. This is why? What does Plastic Man get? Plastic Man gets that this is how. Well, this, why do you think Penny's so into him? Because he's a giving love. Oh, so he's Ray, gonna, Ray's trying to make this into a sex thing. He's going to give Cunnilingus to the shark. Yes, is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's how giving he is. By the way, can I can I just side note? I know I am late to this party, and I'm sure you've both seen every episode because people have been telling me that I need to watch this for the past year. But I finally started watching The Boys. Okay, and good show. It is freaking great. Yeah. Mm. And the fact that they're that their Aquaman character 
at one point is talking to a dolphin and you only hear his side of the, his side of the (laughs) conversation. It's a great, it's a great bit. And it reminded me of that. I won't give away too much, but it's just a great bit. Um, There are some, there's a lot of really fun stuff in that show. I cannot watch it. Oh, why? It is too, it's too much. It is too too over the top for me. Oh, Uh, I love it. I'm just getting old Man. and like the stuff that I was like into at 20. I'm like, yeah, give me more murder, blood, death. And I'm just like, I, I don't oh, know. I've, been there. I've done that. But it's a parody of all that stuff. I mean, it is satire. Yes. But like, honestly, I'm watching a lot of the tick right now because my kid is really Great into it. Too. Yeah. And all the jokes that uh, 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 the boys makes the tick made. 20 years yeah, ago so I mean, also yeah i mean yeah. i i enjoy it and i like the the darker elements so, Gina, what it. i would say is if you really like the boys tv show don't read the boys comic <laughs> <laughs> what if i told yeah. you it's all the gore but five times is problematic <laughs> now that is problematic <laughs> i will say that i'll tell you off air it's uh it gets pretty bad anyway so okay so oh, this is this is a trope that i really didn't understand though because plastic man is returning to a bow and arrow he shoots the shark into a mm-hmm. hole and is like the shark's yep. fine kids i'm going back up and then just kind of like boings mm-hmm. his way back onto the ship again where hula hula and penny mm-hmm. have turned away from the deck and are crying because he is no doubt dead and it's like sure. even in this one episode alone you've seen him <laughs> get like things happen to him and he's fine why have you given up so easily just because he was near a shark nothing can hurt him uh i will say this i believe that plastic man gaslights these two i believe he frequently puts himself in air quotes danger Mm. and makes them think that he is dead so that they'll cry and be sad and then he comes back and like oh thank god you're alive because here's the thing he uh grabs hula hula puts him back on board and then he says the only way to go is down right why because there's enough time for him to just wow hey he could have just put hula hula there and then pulled himself up immediately but he pulls his arms back down and says you know i gotta go deal with the shark why does he have to deal with that shark the shark's not gonna tear down that cruise ship the shark is no danger to anybody none whatsoever and then he goes and i guess non-lethally deals with them so that's great he didn't like murder him and like take his fin for soup or anything but like he didn't need to get involved with that shark I, but he was trying to get away from it to i don't know why though uh-huh. yeah i chan uh-huh. I'm, I'm feeling what you're saying here i think at uh, first he thought maybe i'll outrun it and then it'll forget about me and i won't have to deal with it no because he puts hula hula up there and all he had to do was just grab on from that Put him point up there. and pull himself up. Your hands up. are already there. Grab the railing. <laughs> Look, like, the explanation the is kids love a shark. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like the the explanation is like because uh, you see it all all through this episode, like find uh, goofy ways for Plastic Man to use his powers. There's no reason for uh, uh, the weed to throw down a, a um uh, you know, hundred pound uh, uh, bag of cement onto him, but they needed to do it so that he could go and turn into a plastic thing. I get that. I'm just saying that I think there's also something deeper and darker here uh, yeah. because those two like immediately. Yeah. They're like, Oh God, he's dead. Let us mourn and let us eulogize him. And I'll, I'm going to call his mom and tell him that he didn't make it. Uh, so like he has conditioned them. He has conditioned them. That is crazy because also like uh, allegedly the thugs are still there. <laughs> they're, they're taking time to cry and mourn and face away, but there is real danger still on board that ship. 
To be fair, the weed only told them to take care of Plastic Man. Sure. And he didn't say nothing about Hulu and Penny. So they're probably just like, well, we did our I'm job. Done. Hey, yeah, let's and go now take they, a get a, they get a free cruise ship hey, vacation. Hey, look, yeah. these guys are contractors. I get it. <laughs> They've been set up <laughs> to do a job. And there is, uh, and even in their conversations, they have all with them like, are we going to become full timers if, if you accomplish your goal? He's like, oh, no. yeah, 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 we'll take care of you, but only after I take over the world. And this is okay. Let's talk about the weed really quick because the weed's plan <sighs> is to get this formula, which makes stuff big. Then he says, mm-hmm. the reason I'm doing this is to become the richest man in the world. And then the plan mm-hmm. sort of spins a little bit out of the way. Wait, for me. wait, he doesn't. He says the richest weed in the world, which again, <laughs> oh, uh, very funny. He already is <laughs> starting there. Yeah. By, by dint of having any money at yeah. all. It, I mean, uh, it's it's funny because he. But also he, his yeah. plan is to get all of the money in the world, not just a lot of money or the richest <laughs> yeah. person in the world, literally all the money so that, I mean, I guess, I, I, I guess uh, uh, trade ceases to function yeah. in that world. This is, I'm unclear. unclear. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's some sort of uh he's like a libertarian or a socialist or something where he just wants to crash the whole system down. Well, oh and yeah. Then, this is a whole fight club. If thing. you spin the plan further and we will, he creates what is essentially a plant-based Frankenstein's esque monster of a giant amorphous plant. Mm-hmm. And he, he makes it yep. big and then sets it loose on the city of Lima, Peru. And his idea is mm-hmm. this monster will destroy Lima, Peru. And then they will just give me all the money in the world. Now I would point out, this is the DC universe, a world where Superman, Batman, you know, the Justice League do exist. And he's convinced. Yeah, but they're busy with other things. But they will take time out from those other things if literally the entire economy of the world is about to crash because Look, he's about to get all the money. Here's the thing. That's he's, all of Batman's money, too. Saying- He's basically saying to all the cities, give me your money or I'll or I'll unleash this hell beast like I right. did on Peru. Surely some of them are going to immediately Venmo him. And then even if Superman like catches up to him, there's going to be several countries that already Venmoed him a few million dollars. This is a telemarketing scam. Very clearly, <laughs> like he'll get yes. what he can and then bail. It seems, exactly. It seems exactly. Like That's why satisfied. you ask for all the money in the world <laughs> and then you get a, some and then you're fine. Exactly. So um, do we have a plan to meet on Tuesday or Thursday to give me all the money in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's really hard. Once you've paid someone on Venmo or PayPal, it's really hard to contest those charges. So, you know. In 1979. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, okay. So there's a wild bit where where, uh, 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 concierge brings dinner under one of those like serving trays. And it turns out plastic plastic man has turned himself. Ray, Ray. Come on What's now. That? Are you telling me that you have never watched Chopped or any show on Food Network where they have they and they call it a cloche so that okay, you know do you to think, pull the thing off the top? Do you think he has watched that? Of course I've watched uh, a lot yes, of Chopped. 100%. If you think I've paid attention to what they called the dome thing, you are incorrect. It's called it's called the you, gauche. What's it called? A cloche. You must have heard it in the one of the thousands of times you've watched the episode. No, I missed it, but it was close. Oh, oh, I got to go put on my finest suit. <laughs> so he turns himself into like, he, he shapes himself like a turkey <laughs> and then yep. turns and I would be freaked the fuck out. Let me just go ahead and start there. <laughs> sure. I would be done no, eating creepy. meat for life if Plastic Man showed up as my turkey. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like, let's be real, right? You would last two days and then someone would hand you nachos and you would go to town. I would do that. Yes, you are. In fact, you know me too well. <laughs> Uh, yes, I would eat meat quickly, but it, the point is it would freak me out at the moment. So they get in their boat and they drive away. They put the little uh, red juice on the seaweed and then Plastic Man turns himself into a... Mm, you missed the yes. part where they put it on a grape. I talked about the and grape this is earlier. the aforementioned earth yeah, and, it, and it's uh, mildly inconvenient as he just sprouts giant legs and walks over it with almost no hindrance yeah. whatsoever. I'm Again, not going to lie. The- I'm, I was mad that he didn't bite it because if all Mm -hmm. of a sudden a giant grape is blocking my way Mm -hmm. i'm gonna see i'm gonna look around to make sure no one is watching me and then i'm gonna take a little bite no first off uh uh uh, proportionally the skin on that grape is gonna be like a foot thick you gotta get through that bitter like sour part of before you even get to the good stuff also Uh it's a purple grape and man those are real hit or miss Uh, uh yeah i made a specific note here because he says, uh, uh, well, that's got to be one of the biggest grapes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Fine. Cool. That's got to be one of the biggest grapes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then he does a take. To, he, he does that while doing a take to the camera. Yes. This is the thing that he does normally. He breaks the fourth wall and uh-huh. says like a quip or whatever. The joke is, well, that's got to be one of the biggest grapes I've ever seen in my life. Okay. That's the joke. No, I like that as a joke that because that be he's the- thinking about it. It's like, I have seen large grapes before. <laughs> I, this probably ranks. I just can't quite place where this fits in the structure. And you know what? That's a damn good joke, and I'm here for it. <laughs> no, no, no. If his thing was to make uh, 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 comically understated uh, statements, then yes. But that is not part of his repertoire. So I am not buying it. That's a damn that was good a joke, and I am here for tool. it. Mm-mm. So he turns Mm-mm. himself into a boat, and they 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 put the red juice on seaweed, and uh, so Plastic Man's a boat, and Taco Taco oh, Taco Taco. God bless America. Hula Hula. Whoa, who's the racist now? Tacos. I was, guys, <laughs> I'm assuming that you just have Perry Grip in your head, and that's why you said that. <laughs> I was thinking about tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and I look and read at the words that say hula hula, but because I am <laughs> constantly, I'm like, I'm basically becoming Gina um, step by step. And then I was thinking about tacos. So I said, no, you were basically tacos. becoming hula hula who only thinks about food all the time. So, so the taco man and Penny get it, get in the boat plastic man who is uh, overwrought with the seaweed. Now, this is where I get confused. What are exactly the mm-hmm. extents of Plastic Man's power? Because he can turn his shape and he's super strong and he can do X, Y, and Z. Why does it take him nine hours to escape this seaweed that sort of went on top of the boat? Because it's giant. Yeah, and it's probably and very sticky. Like he could probably like turn himself into like a, th- a weird ass thing to like slither around, but he has Penny and Hula inside of him. Oh, I bet. So if he became like a little snake, they would drown. Okay. You know what? I can accept that explanation. It just seemed odd to me that this one thing, he, he walked over the grape with about one and a half seconds of time, but this took him literally, it's like an entire day goes by. They no, cut back that, to them. that makes that makes sense. You're talking about like like the difference between like walking on on like concrete and trying to walk in sand. Like uh, uh, the grape has a hard surface that he can easily scale. Every time you put a foot into seaweed, that shit is going to suck you down. Whoa. Also, I will say again with the uh, with uh, Hula and Penny, uh, it's the difference between running into a Ralph's to get a gallon of milk okay. and running into Ralph's 
with your partner and child okay. to get a gallon of oh, milk. One's going to take a lot longer than the other. It's fair. Yeah, this is why this. this is why I don't have partners or children. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> I and... want, want my milk when I want my milk. <laughs> okay, here's the th- Okay, for you, Gina, imagine that you had people that loved you and cared about you <laughs> oh and goodness. were there for you when you felt bad. Uh, and now imagine uh, the beginning of the Big Lebowski going in and writing a 67 cent check <laughs> for a quart of uh, half and half because you're going to die alone. I mean, I one of those sounds much more appealing to me. And I think you know which one it is. <laughs> because in one of them, I'm having fun. And in the other one, I'm bogged down. <laughs> Moving forward. So the bad guys take a jet to Peru. And and he says this is for money. So this is this is where we're at. So his he, here's the big Frankenstein moment. He has something hidden under a tarp, and they make very careful plan not to say what it is out loud. They they say there's a thing we're going to hit it with electricity. It's going to get really big, and this is I'm going to take over the world. But they never reveal what it is because ultimately it will be disappointing. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> it's a creature. It's alive. Moving forward. Now this is this is the moment Chan spoke of earlier, and this is probably my favorite moment of the whole thing, where the the plastic man. And this is a question for heroes, and in hero writing for superheroes, movies, and TV shows, a question I was once asked, like, how do you write for Superman? Because he can go everywhere, do everything. Nothing's ever a challenge for him. And so the idea is, one of the angles you can take besides taking his powers away, which is lame, is you could say he has all the ability to do something, but doesn't know where it is. And the whole journey is this character having to follow a breadcrumb trail to find the thing so he can easily defeat it. And it helps if he's on a timer. And that is good for you people out there wanting to write your things. So Plastic Man has all the power in the world to stop the weed anytime he wants to. But they get to Peru and they have no idea where they're supposed to go next. So they just go to a cafe and get fucking hammered. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah, and again, it. and again, here's here's a good bit, which is Hula Hula goes, I'm gonna go see if I know anybody. Yes. And of course, when he says that, their reaction is the same as my reaction, which is just what he just thinks he's gonna know somebody in in all of Peru. He's just gonna start walking and know someone, and immediately that's what happens. And I enjoy this. Yeah, he says, Hey, what's up, <laughs> Sam Rodriguez? <laughs> And I'm like, I love it. I love this moment. I love everything about it. Uh, if you have a character, like, that's a great sidekick trait that I don't think has been used a whole lot in the modern age. So steal that, too, is the sidekick who just happens to know people everywhere. It's a good, Which also, yeah. it, play, it plays perfectly into the trope of, of sidekicks because sidekicks are often presented as the personable one of the two yep, of them. Yep. The one that the one that actually is interacting with other people while the brooding superhero wants to just keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. So this to me is again, I I this is the only episode that I watched, but I would love it if this was an ongoing bit of just wherever they land, he's like, Hey, there's so and so that I that I know, and there's so and so because I just think it's delightful. It's also good because y- you avoid the scrappy do problem, which is like, why is he there? Mm-hmm. Why? He doesn't do anything. He only makes things worse in, you know, like hula hula, like he's annoying and like makes wacky jokes and all he does is eat and sit around. But like he has connections and, you know, like they don't know where to go. And hula hula actually helps forward this thing. He finds out. Yeah. Unclear why Penny is there. Oh, she's. Uh, I mean, uh, she has some good ideas throughout this. Like she's she's sort of the one that's solving things a lot because Plastic Man is very dumb. 
Uh, but whereas Penny, it seems like she she sort of plays the role that Penny and Inspector Gadget does, which is she actually has good ideas. See, I saw her okay. as like the uh-huh. handler. Like she's there to make sure he doesn't get in too much trouble when he's out doing things. Fair. Which I was fine with. Uh, the one problematic thing I found about this was the uh, uh, the music for Peru. Oh, castanets. Yeah, yeah, which is that's, Spanish. That's Spanish. That is not yeah, Peruvian. Yeah. No. Oh, this is the yeah, Spanish sure. corner of Peru. That's where they obviously this cafe <laughs> is. I recognize the corner. Mm-hmm. They should have used pan flutes. Oh, boy. Uh, Do you know yeah, how hard yeah. it was to book Zamfir in 1979, Gina? Yeah, this, this is 100%. The music supervisor was told, hey, can we get something with a little Peruvian flavor? And they were like, okay, this is, this is what I got. I got. I've got... I've got castanet sounds. So. To be fair, no child thought that was anything wrong with that. They're like, that's yeah. what Peru sounds like. Yeah, exactly. So. exactly. I'll be honest, I didn't think uh. anything of it until you brought it up just now. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. Any nine-year-old would have no problem with that. So then and now. Here's where my problem did happen, because we go to a plantation outside of Lima, because it turns out that's where the Weeds headquarters is, and everybody in town knows it. All you had to do was ask literally anyone, Plastic Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you do when you white people come into a, a new country. They're like, you stupid locals. You don't know anything. They're like, yeah, we know this dude who is a plant. <laughs> <laughs> lives right outside of town. Oh, dick. If you had just asked us. Oh, you mean the weed? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Where... <laughs> oh, you mean international supervillain the weed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's on our he's on our local map quest. It's kind of a big deal. Or Thomas here. Guides. I was trying to remember like what the thing was before. If you want to buy this pamphlet of the stars and... homes, it'll take you right there. <laughs> pamphlet of the supervillains. Um the, the, the thing that kills me is earlier in this episode, we've seen Plastic Man. Grow super tall legs to walk over a grape, reach out super far to be a gangplank to a boat that had already left the harbor, and also and also stretch his arms from the water to get to the top of the boat. But here, he needs to get to the roof of this building, and instead of doing any of the above, he chooses to one-arm pole vault himself mm-hmm. out of control and kind of makes it work. And I guess my question is, Why? Look, when you have a bunch of different powers, I thought a lot about this okay, because okay. I, I often fantasize about uh, getting lots of superpowers all at once. And uh, when that happens, you you tend to, when you're fighting especially, go to one, like go to the same move over and over, which you have to fight because uh, like then your other moves get rusty. So I would imagine that plastic man is probably like, okay, try not to use the same shape and the same trick during a battle because I don't want to get overly reliant on one thing. So this was him trying to mix it up and he just didn't choose the right one. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Look, uh, it works out. Well, no, he did because he did. It worked. He did the thing he was supposed to. So this is where we get the big plan because we're starting to run a little short of time. But uh, the bad guy, the weed, is going to destroy Lima. He pulls a lever. Also, real quick here, uh, the other thing I think of this entire episode that kind of made me chuckle was the fact that uh, his henchman were, were, was watering him at the time. Yes. Uh-huh. Just yes. Had a, just yes. Had a pot, oh, just I didn't watering. write that down, but that's right. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. yeah good bit. That's a good bit. So they 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 cut it. 
you know, uh, uh, here we go. He tries to cut it with the scissors. He turns into scissors, as mentioned earlier. He does not work on the giant monster. The monster uh, they, uh, catches and grabs the, the jet, the plastic jet that has Penny and um, Hula Hula on it. And they try to escape. Taco, taco. They, taco, taco. And they can't escape. <laughs> God bless America. We are getting banned for this episode. Um, and they, they go full throttle. They are able to escape. All right. Great job. And Plastic Man got a little muddy in fighting with the we, with the plant earlier. And so he goes under a waterfall in the midst of all of this to take a quick shower, yeah. which is just yeah. a little weird. Here's the thing. I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought, come on, this is so stupid. He takes the time to rinse himself off until I realized that they were setting something up of for course, later. Of course they were. <laughs> it, I did notice they were like, I have to wash off this mud before it hardens. And I'm like, what do you what? care? <laughs> what? what do you how do care? you? Yeah, I, I get that it's a little bit clunky, but at least they justified it. Why aren't you? Although this is 1979. Plastic. If if Bo Derek were uh, playing the role of Plastic Man, absolutely, it would have been like, uh, yeah, I need to take a shower because I'm so dirty. Yeah. And then she goes in under a waterfall, and then like you see your boobs under like wet t shirt, and that's you know. And then a plant monster uncle. tries to eat her. Did you, did yeah, you guys yeah. notice um, when he's taking the shower, he turned his arm into a brush? Yes, again, I love his it. Arm into a brush, and I've been there. I love I it. it. I get it. Yeah, that made me laugh a little bit. So, okay, so the monster goes to attack him at the waterfall and then cowers in fear. And he's like, huh, and then just doesn't think about it any further. And he says, we have to tell the authorities there's a monster headed towards Lima, Peru. And Chan, you got to show this one bit because they say, Won't, why would the people of Peru listen to you, Plastic Man? And he says, I'm a superhero. They have to believe me. I don't believe you. Look, I I'd love this cut more than life itself. That made me laugh. The timing <laughs> is perfect. They cut right to the police officer saying, "I don't believe you." And I was Good I bit. was here for this. He says it's all fake news. Uh, and then they create their own fake news. So they create a fake news broadcast showing that the city's <laughs> been destroyed. And and they somehow create in this short amount of time, they create a realistic model of the city. They create a realistic model of the mm. creature they just saw. Mm-hmm. And then they broadcast mm-hmm. it so the weed sees it and goes, oh, my monster must have gotten there ahead of schedule and destroyed everything. Let's leave the safety of our palace and go at touch the, down. At this state. point, in my notes, I have in all caps because Hula Hula is like, uh, did you like how my puppet tore up the, you know, uh, um, the miniatures? And I'm looking at this puppet that looks exactly like the yes. monster. And I'm like, who is your fucking production designer? <laughs> you... This is the part I will buy a dude who can stretch himself <laughs> into a gangplank. I will not buy that in the space of an hour they found someone to make these miniatures and perfect. make this puppet they just perfectly model. to scale. I'm they like, played the, no, no, they, that's not how they Hollywood works. They paid the best in, in Peru. They paid the best for the model. Also, Hula Hula, once again, earning his keep by doing excellent puppet work. Killed it. He killed it. I believed it. I believed it every step I of the mean, way. There's some handsome level shit, not going to lie. <laughs> so, okay. So here we go. We get to this is the end game here. So uh, they end up getting into a fight when Weed knocks down. Plastic Man, first off, takes care of of Pete and Moss, which is just, that's a bit on multiple Wait. levels. I liked it. Wait. So now, mm-hmm. so now Weed Man thinks, uh, uh, thinks Plastic Man is dead. Yes. So when Plastic Man shows up, he has a, he has, there's a little, a little fun exchange. Ow. To unleash my creations! Mustn't touch! Plastic Man! Name dropper! 
There it is. Yeah, that was way earlier, but yeah. Made me chuckle. <laughs> so Plastic Man defeats. He defeats Pete and Moss pretty easily. And then he's actually before we move forward, yes. I just want to say that <laughs> <laughs> they're attacking the city, the city of Lima, Peru, yes. the capital of Lima. Capital. It looks like a goddamn village. Yeah. Uh like later on they actually show like some skyscrapers in the background this part that they supposedly destroyed is just like a few scattered houses and they're like well you know you know peru the backwards uh just because the no, that's, a, town. Just because- that's a they didn't want to animate that background so someone said you know you just put a couple houses that it'll be on the outskirts and who do just who easier just to get a than the guy who's lived in lima peru his entire life <laughs> i'm just saying he has a he has a he has a plantation on the outskirts of the city to what chan is saying maybe he would not know what lima looks like you'd think uh also real quick sidebar that helicopter is made out okay, of weeds right thank you That's yes weird. he's got That's a weird. he's got a plant like <laughs> weed helicopter and i forgot to mention it earlier that shit is crazy I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so he okay. Weed gets loses combat. He gets thrown into a cement mixer after Plastic Man controls the elevator that he's in, which is a little bit weird because there's an interesting moment here because on paper, Plastic Man and the Weed can both change their shape as they need to. So this has all the makings of a super interesting combat scenario, but it's instead we just get nothing because nobody wanted to animate it. Yeah. I I actually enjoyed this. I enjoy that he uh, just dumps him into a cement mixer. Dumps him in. Yeah. And then the rest of the episode, he's stuck in a block of cement. Yeah. I kind of like it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think. uh, Okay. Yeah. Here's. uh, Here's how you can tell that uh, he's not actually Hawaiian. (gasps) He's going to go squish like a pineapple. (laughs) Uh, real quick, anybody ever try to squish a pineapple? <laughs> squish any part of a pineapple? You can try to juice a pineapple. It's kind of hard. But also, for those yeah, who if we haven't used thing. his voice, that's his voice. It is a Lou Costello impression from Abbott and Costello. I love it. And I think it's yeah, a no, it's it is good. an inspired decision by the actor. And I am here for it. Not what I would have <laughs> ever expected from that character. And I love I it. I know. I love it. I know. I enjoy it. But also, yes, you squish it like a pineapple. Yeah, you know, let's do a thing. Uh, so I also love the part of this is crazy because Plastic Man is, what more does he have to prove to anybody? But he shows up. He goes, look, we're here. The plant's here. It's real big. It's rough. We're in Lima. And his boss says to him, like, you deal with this plant or your career is over. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a mm-hmm. little harsh for considering I'm the only one here. <laughs> like, I'm trying. Look, some people... Some people clearly need tough love. Wow. And she knows it. No he's and it's it. also why he's into yeah. her because like he's got mommy issues and he's just like, yeah, I need someone <laughs> no, to die. I understand me. like getting yelled at. That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he had to end up figuring out, oh, remember the waterfall? He was afraid of the water. So, you know, who could so this this plan really was doomed from the start. <laughs> Because there was no chance this plant was going to get all across the world without getting involved in water at some point. But they, 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 they yeah, this is some war of the world shit. He, We're like, he, uh, <laughs> a common what? Look, like a cold? That's what you cool. Okay, well, good luck uh, with conquering the this, world, it, asshole. It did go on to inspire the movie Signs by M. Night Shyamalan. So we have that going for us oh. as well. 
There we go. Yeah. Again, he was just hoping for like four or five countries to each Venmo him like eighty million dollars. Look, look if I, before yeah. before they realized that this wasn't a good plan. Look, if I can get Albania mm. on board, if I can get uh, if I can get Uruguay, we got some money in Uruguay. That's a good place. Uh, we just get a couple of these small countries. We can do this. We can do this, mm. and we can support this plantation for another generation. <laughs> um, so water ends up shrinking it down to nothingness and in fact kills it. I just thought they were going to shrink it small again. And then we cut to the final yeah. scene. Everything's been defeated. And we cut to Hula Hula eating a salad. Now, why he would just arbitrarily just choose to eat a salad. And then they point out to him like, yo, you just happen to be rando eating a salad. He's like, oh, no, I don't want a salad anymore. No, that's not. No, Ray. Come on. Throw that's not what they the say. It's, it's, he's finishing up his salad. And then someone reminds him that they were just almost killed by a sentient plant. And he loses his appetite. Yeah. He throws it in the trash. Now, first off, that's food waste. Shame on you. But second off. No, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. This is still that abusive gaslighting asshole. Okay. Be like, hey, what is that? It, it doesn't matter what he was eating. If he was eating a hamburger, he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, that plant was alive. And, um, you know, that lettuce that's on your burger. You know, you ever <laughs> think that maybe it was that monster? And be like, oh, I don't know. He was just being an asshole. He's just oh, the man. kind of guy who's just whatever it is, he's going to find it and he's going to pick at it and, and make you feel miserable about yourself. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, one mm-hmm. thing that we didn't talk about was some of the sight gags because there's a lot of like Toon Force kind of stuff happening with Plastic Band where he'll like jump, but like his eyes and his goggles will like go forward real quick as he sees something crazy and then like bounce out yeah. of his head and come back. And I don't think we appreciated that enough. So I just want to at least give it a moment here. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. So, guys, Plastic Man, and that's the end of the episode. Plastic Man, is this a show you guys would watch again? I mean, Gina, you said you kind of liked it. Yeah, I would watch it again. I, yeah. I, I would totally like. I would especially definitely like just put it on in the background or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was this was for for a nineteen seventy nine cartoon. I thought this was solid. Awesome. I don't know that I'd watch it again, but it wasn't that bad. I didn't mind it. So you know. With that in mind, season five of Knowing Us Half the Podcast will be the Plastic Man Adventures. We're doing every episode of Plastic Man over three <laughs> seasons. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've heard that show before, and it's it's not the greatest. I mean, there's some funny bits. Oh, okay, well, as long like as you know, if you're bits. listening to this, yeah, I, it's not enough to make you you know sit around for and over an hour for crying out loud jesus get a life man. who would do that that's like twice over twice as long as the actual show they're talking about what a bunch of losers right Yeesh. <laughs> um also also right here is the point where we're going to insert into this episode us talking about the theme song throwdown final four matchup between mask and muppet babies boy i'm glad i know what's going on here wow muppet babies versus mask the people have spoken and that one one. Wow. Next week we have Star Blazers versus Pokemon. The people will decide. Mm-hmm. Get out to Twitter and, and uh make your votes now. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Let's we may as well get out of here because we're basically done. The show's running long anyway. So you can go to Twitter at <laughs> G.I. Joe Podcast. You could have voted on Mask versus Muppet Babies. You can right now vote on. Star Blazers versus Pokemon, and then we'll let you guys pick the finals. Whoever wins between those two are going to face each other for the ultimate theme song throwdown championship chosen by the people. Will I regret it? Probably. But that is how we are going to do this. <laughs> Go to at G.I. Joe podcast. It will be pinned to the top and you can vote yourself. Vote once for as many Twitter accounts as you have. <laughs> 
That's all I got there. So uh, you can sit up there. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com slash knowing us half the podcast, join our group, check out the page, do all that good stuff. Otherwise, you can hit us my Patreon, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Chance sent out the stickers. You should have maybe even received them by now. Ooh. And the glasses are on the way, people. So you guys, those of you who have things, everybody's getting something. So if, you, if you're around, you've gotten something, you'll probably get more. And it is a delight. Enjoy that very much. Uh, otherwise, on Twitter, you can hit me up individually. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that is this episode of Plastic Man. We're going to do a couple other off-palate cleansing episodes as we finish the theme song throwdown competition. And then starting in season five in a few weeks, we will be doing G.I. Joe Extreme. Get excited for Hot that. Hot dog. <laughs> I'm ready. Chan, are you ready? When you say off palate cleansing, do you mean off dash palate? As in we're off the the palate that tastes things uh, <laughs> and then we're cleansing? Or do you mean off comma palate cleansing? Like we're palate cleansing, but we're off from the cleansing? Or is it like? I think he means we're, we're going to watch G.I. Joe and then be cleansed. I see. So this is like a genocide thing. Yeah, exactly. Except there's only three of us that are going to be genocided. Exactly. Okay, well that's uh, that's concerning. I don't like I don't like where this is going. To answer your question, well, you, Chan. You agreed to it, so to answer your question. That's fair. <laughs> yes. Each week, Plastic Man will face the world's greatest collection of villains. There's action. There's comedy. There's danger. There's Penny, there's bad luck, Hula. there's plenty for everybody on the Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show. Eat your heart out, Ape Man! Hey, you. No, 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 don't look over here, keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny. So it's it's a Fire Bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. But oh my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's is it like- Is he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.